0: الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إنما يعمر مساجد الله من آمن بالله واليوم الآخر وأقام الصلاة وآت الزكاة ولم يخش إلا الله فَأَعْسَا أُولَٰئِكَ أَن يَكُونُوا مِنَ الْمُهْتَدِينَ وَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ سَبَعْتٌ يظلهم اللَّهُ فِي ظِلِّهِ يَوْمَ لَا ظِلَّ إِلَّا ظِلُّهِ إِلَىٰ آخِرِ الْحَدِيثِ اَوْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ Most respected, there's one very well-known Hadith Sharif wherein Rasulullah sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, has described the seven categories of people who will receive the very great honor on the day of Qiyamat the honor of being in the shade of the Arsh of the throne of Allah Ta'ala. the reality of that honor will only be realized on that day when people will be drowning in their own perspiration due to the sun just being above the heads of people. So there are seven categories mentioned therein and there isn't time to go into the details of all but first just to very quickly just mention each of those categories and then expand on one particular category that that is mentioned among these seven. So in this Hadith Sharif Rasulullah says that these seven categories of people who will gain this great honor? Number one is Imamun Adilun, the person who is a just ruler. <coughs> Doesn't mean that only the person who is a ruler, only he will be able to gain this great honor by exercising justice in how he rules. But any person in any position of authority, even the parents over his parent over his child, and a person over his employees, or any person in any capacity who exercises justice. So he stands to gain this great honor on the day of Qiyamah. Imamun Adilun. The second category, wa shaabun nasha'a fi ibadatillahi azza wa jal. That young person who grew up in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. His youth, that part of his life and all the strength and vigor was there and all the, everything was inviting him. He had all the opportunities but he controlled himself, restrained himself, did not did not get himself involved in the disobedience of Allah Taala, and if there was some mistake somewhere, he made sincere tawbah, rushed to the repentance and begging Allah Taala's forgiveness. So shabun azza That young person who grew up in the obedience of Allah Taala. This is what ibadat refers to primarily. So this is the second category. The third category: warajulun qalbuhu muallak bil that person whose heart is attached to the house of Allah Taala, his heart is attached to the masjid. The fourth category, imraatun hasabin wajamalin inni That person who has been invited, who has been incited. By a woman of repute and beauty. Not somebody that is probably without any repute also. And now this is an open invitation to sin. But at that time he remembers Allah ta'ala and he says, Inni akhafullah. He protects himself, he saves himself from that haram in such a test that came to him and he does not fall into that sin. He turns to Allah ta'ala such a person who controlled his nafs, controlled himself, this might have been a blatant open invitation, it might have been a subtle invitation, it doesn't matter in which way it came, but he did not fall into that haram. He did not pay attention to that. He turned his attention towards Allah wa Ta'ala. He made mujahada against that nafs. So Allah Ta'ala blesses this person with this great honor on the day of Qiyamah that he too will have this honor of being under the shade of the arsh of Allah wa ta'ala. Then, وَرَجُلٌ تَصَدَّقَ بِصَدَقَةٍ فَأَخْفَاهَا حَتَّى لَا تَعْلَمَ شِمَالُهُ مَا تُنْفِقُ يَمِينُهُ The person who gave some charity, gave some, spent something in the path of Allah ta'ala, helped somebody, spent for some cause of deen, whichever good avenue he spent something, whatever Allah Ta'ala enabled him to spend but he spent it in such a way this is a form of expression that the left hand didn't know what the right hand spent so the left hand not knowing what the right hand spent both are belonging to the same person it's obvious, he knows what he did but he does it so secretly in such a sincere manner that it is between him and Allah Ta'ala he is not looking for any kind of name and fame in it not looking for any recognition any acknowledgement from anybody, he is away, Allah Taala knows. He is conscious of Allah Taala is aware of everything, and Allah Taala is the only one that can reward. And then, the person zakar Allah and the person who remembers Allah Taala in solitude. That solitude might be that he is alone in a place. Or that solitude might be despite being in the midst of people but his heart is solely connected to Allah Ta'ala and in that solitude within himself he remembers Allah Ta'ala in such a deep manner that it causes his eyes to flow with tears in the love of Allah Ta'ala in the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala this is something so beloved to Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala grants this person this great honor on the day of Qiyamah so these are all the categories that have been mentioned which we just very briefly touched on them but now to expand on the one aspect that is mentioned among these seven categories. Where Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi says that the person whose heart is attached to the masjid. وَرَجُلٌ قَلْبُهُ مُعَلَّقٌ بِالْمَسْجِدِ The person whose heart is attached to the house of Allah Ta'ala. is not just a building, is not just some facility. In fact that masjid might not even have a structure there are some masjid in the world of this nature in rural areas, poor places that it barely has a demarcated piece of land that piece of ground which is demarcated perhaps a few maybe a little bit of uh, some barrier on the side like a couple of bricks high, few courses high, one little wall just to demarcate that this is the masjid and the floor the floor is also sand there is no roof and there is no luxury flooring, there is no walls, there is no windows. So forget about any fans and forget about any conditioning, air conditioning. But that place has been made waqf for a masjid. That is the house of Allah ta'ala as well. That has become so uh, sanctified that that piece of land till Qiyamah cannot be bought or sold that piece of land that has been made work for that masjid that cannot be bought or sold by anybody the richest person the king of the time he can't come and buy that piece of land that belongs to allah wa ta'ala wa anna al masajid lillah allah ta'ala says all the masajid every masjid of the world belongs to allah ta'ala the masajid don't belong to anybody else and therefore in the masjid there is no distinction between who has come that this is the king, and this is the subject. The king and subject will also have to stand shoulder to shoulder. And there's no distinction that this is the king, so he gets some kind of VIP treatment, and this is one beggar in that same country of his, so this person will get second degree treatment. Both have the same right to the house of Allah. Both have that same opportunity to attend the house of Allah wa ta'ala, and gain the reward of performing their salah in the masjid. So the masjid, it might have some good, nice-looking structure as well. It might not have any structure around it. But that piece of land that has been made Waqf, that has now been declared masjid, that will remain Masjid till And that will have to be accorded that same respect, that same honor, that same regard, like any other masjid that has a beautiful structure on it, that too has to be respected as the masjid. And this too will be given no less, less respect. It will be honored equally because this too is masjid. That same honor that Allah Ta'ala has blessed any other masjid in the world, this masjid has the same honor. That this is part of the sha'ir, the symbols of deen. Allah Ta'ala says, those who honor the symbols of deen, the sha'irullah those things that Allah Ta'ala has given it, the special status like the Masjid, the Quran Sharif, the Azan, the month of Ramadan, the day of Jumu'ah all the various aspects of Deen that are symbols of Deen those who honor it, Allah Ta'ala says this is a sign of their Iman the Masjid itself, the Masjid itself has mentioned that it might be that piece of ground that has been demarcated doesn't have any fancy structure around it, but that has to be looked after and has to be protected in the same way as that masjid which has a beautiful structure around it, which is the structure itself. That in the Hadith Sharif there have been various adab and etiquettes that have been mentioned for the masajid, because the masjid is the house of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, it should be honored and respected in a very different level. In Hadith Sharif, the prohibition that has been mentioned, that a person should not consume onions or garlic. Now in those days these are common things that people, now whatever was available to consume because it was starvation often. People would survive on dates and water for months sometimes. So now if they got some onions and garlic to eat only, that was what they ate with something. But now obviously these things give off an odor. So Rasulullah s.a.w. said don't come to the masjid having just eaten that in other words make sure you have thoroughly cleansed your mouth of any odor because let alone giving any kind of inconvenience to the people that have come to the masjid this even inconveniences the malaika now that applies to this beautiful structure of the masjid, it applies to that land that is demarcated and has barely two course of bricks around it or some kind of barrier around it or no barrier around it. It's just demarcated and it's clear this is the masjid. That piece of land also, the same etiquette will apply that a person with any odor should not just come into that space, he should first clean himself, make sure that he doesn't carry any odor into the masjid. There are adab and etiquette of how to enter the masjid. When we suddenly were faced with this situation of the virus, Then there were suddenly overnight many, many things that became applicable to a person attending the masjid. Applicable from the side of the health authorities and whoever else. And those things were instantly now applied. Not that it was something that was a dini requirement, a shari requirement. Many people never there is applied it. They don't enter the masjid until you have sanitized yourself. So now people started taking that very seriously. Sanitizing it fine. So now till the person hasn't sanitized himself, he's not going to walk into the masjid There was care taken to make sure that every person does this Now to sanitize oneself before entering the masjid Why? Because he must not now Whatever health risks might be there, this doesn't become a problem for him or anybody That was the reasoning that was behind it All that in his place But Like a person took the care suddenly overnight one rule came in Must sanitize himself before entering the masjid And so much of effort was put into making sure this happens. And people all took the care to make sure it happens. The house of Allah Ta'ala forever requires the person should sanitize himself spiritually. He comes into the house of Allah Ta'ala, two rakats of Tahiyyatul Masjid. This is part of the respect and the honor of the Masjid, provided it's not a makru time. Before he enters the Masjid, to recite the Masnoon Dua, besides Guru Sharif and then decide the Masnoon Dua Allahumma Ftahli Abwaaba Rahmatik then enter with the right foot is all adab of the Masjid now sometimes if you think back to the Tawfiq of Allah Ta'ala we've been coming to the Masjid sometimes somebody 10 years somebody 20 years somebody, years somebody 30 years somebody 50 years yet often we forget all these adab when entering the Masjid when some instruction came to sanitize it got implemented overnight the next morning the person came he came in the manner that he was now instructed by authorities, health authorities, whoever. This is Rasulullah's, his explanation, his instruction, his guidance. How should a person enter the masjid? All this is highlighting the importance of the masjid. That the masjid is not an ordinary place. The masajid are the houses of Allah Ta'ala. The masajid belong to Allah Ta'ala. So when you enter the masjid also, you enter in a way that is dignified, in the court of Allah Ta'ala, dignified in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. So now the person is entering in the masnoon manner. And preferably he has made wudu before he enters the masjid. And best is to make wudu at home and come. Many masadid they had closed down the wudu facilities for whatever the reasons might have been. Whereas the wudu facilities are there so that somebody who is not directly from the area, he's has come from outside or he's come directly from work whatever the reason might be he might be a neighbor of the masjid too but he just suddenly came in time now for salah from outside somewhere he's gonna to need to make his wudu so this facility is available for him but for the person who's coming from home directly to the masjid then the right thing for him to do is to make his wudu at home and then come to the masjid the person who leaves his home after having made wudu first and his intention is solely to make salah in the masjid And to come to the masjid, to to the house of Allah Ta'ala. This place is so sanctified and so blessed. That he's left his house with wudu to come to the masjid for salah. At every step, he's walking from one kilometer away. He's coming from some place which is far away, wherever he might be walking from. At every step, he gets rewarded. Every step becomes a means of a forgiveness of one's sin. Every step raises his stages in the akhirat by one level. He hasn't yet come to the masjid. He's still walking one kilometer away. But this place is so blessed that that walking through the masjid has become blessed. So now he would make his wudu and come. So now this is part of the etiquette of the masjid. He enters with wudu. Now what is this teaching us? All these adab and etiquettes. This is teaching us that this is the best place on earth. Which Rasulullah himself has spelt out. "Ahabul الْبِقَاءِ إِلَى the most beloved of all places on earth, to Allah Taala wa ta'ala, Adam Masajid. The Masjid is the place of sanctuary. It is a place of protection. This is a common thing. Sometimes a person is, suddenly some issue comes up in his life, some real test comes out, comes upon him. Some difficulty comes, person is really in a challenging situation. And now unfortunately that too often after having tried everything else nothing seemed to have worked. Now suddenly the person's heart goes, let me go and make some namaz in the masjid. The person who probably didn't come to the masjid for many days, sometimes weeks, he also suddenly realizes my place is the masjid, I need to go to the house of Allah Ta'ala. Then he comes to the masjid, he performs his salah, he suddenly feels that that peace which I was looking for is here. That which I was looking for is in the masjid. Now he feels at home in the masjid, Malik bin Dinar Deinar rahmatullahi, very great personality. The books of hadith are filled where his narrations also included, where he is part of the chain of narration. Person of very high caliber, great muhaddith great scholar. One statement of his, he says that a mu'min, that what is the distinction, what is the sign that can distinguish between a mu'min and a munafiq? Because outwardly both will look the same. So now he gives one way to distinguish for a person himself. That a mu'min, a mu'min feels very much comfortable in the masjid. His example is like a fish in water. A fish in water is totally at home. But if that fish goes out of the water then it is restless. Now it's yearning to get back to the to his home to water. This is the Hadith Sharif that we are discussing. We are discussing where Rasulullah says, Among the seven categories of people who will be blessed with this great honor, that person whose heart is attached to the masjid. Now he is at home in the masjid. Not that he makes the masjid like his home, but he feels that sukoon, that tranquility, that peace. He tries to spend the maximum time in the masjid that he has more time, he has some free time well he'll spend a little bit more time he'll make some Nafil Salah, he'll make some tilawat of the Quran Sharif he'll make some Zikr, some Dua because he has time available so now he will spend the maximum time in the house of Allah because this is the most the most serene place he will be a place in the house of Allah He's like that fish in water and he says that the person who has Nifaq in his heart He'll be like a bird in a cage. Like a bird in a cage. That bird is in a cage. He was always waiting. Now, when this cage door will open, I can fly out. He's just looking for an opportunity to fly out. So now it's there, but it's now restless inside. Now, this is something that he has explained to give us a reality check. From time to time, to look within ourselves. Where is our heart? In this Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah says, his heart is attached to the masjid. A person goes somewhere on a journey whatever it is, but his heart is attached to home. He is in a five-star hotel, for that moment he might feel that okay he's in some luxury, but ask him where is his heart? His heart is at home. His heart is at home. That hotel is not home. It can be a seven-star hotel too, he'll never feel at home. For a moment, for a while, he'll enjoy the luxury that might be there but his heart is at home. So a mu'min, he is at peace in the masjid. He looks for his serenity in the masjid. And this is where his protection of deen and dunya is. That his deen also, the protection of it comes in the masjid. That he's regularly attending the salah in the masjid. This makes him become part of that guarantee that Allah has given. The person who performs his salah early in the morning he's woken up and gone to the masjid to perform his fajr salah. Rasulullah says, فَهُوَ فِي ذِنَّمَتِ He is in the protection of Allah wa ta'ala. He's come to the masjid to perform his salah, he has entered himself into the protection of Allah ta'ala. Even now his dunya has become protected, his life has become protected, and his deen is also protected because everything revolves around his salah. And Salah, Rasulullah Wasallam emphasized in the masjid with jama'ah. So this is that very deep significance that the masjid plays in the life of a mu'min. The masjid has a very central point in the life of a mu'min. And come what may, he is always attached to the masjid. Whatever happens, the last thing he'll think of is abandoning the masjid. This is a sign of Iman. إِنَّمَا There's a testimony of his Iman. Nabi Islam says, you see somebody regularly attending the masjid, Lahu bil iman. You can testify on what you have seen him. Every day, his there in the masjid. You can testify to his Iman. Iman is hidden in a person's heart. Nobody can see what's in the next person's heart. But Nabi Islam says, you see somebody very regular to the masjid, this is sufficient for your purposes to testify upon his Iman Subhanallah, what a tremendous thing the Masjid is So this is that very very deep Aspect that we have to now keep reminding ourselves of Keep bringing alive Reminding ourselves, reminding our families, reminding our friends Reminding the Ummah at large, the importance of the Masjid and keeping the sanctity of the masjid alive in our hearts, in itself, by looking after the masjid the way it should be looked after, by fulfilling the adab and the etiquettes of the masjid, by conducting ourselves in the masjid, the manner in which we are meant to conduct ourselves, shunning all worldly talk, engaging ourselves in the remembrance of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. فِي بُجُوتٍ أَذِنَ اللَّهُ أَن تُرْفَعَ Taking the name of Allah wa Ta'ala, reciting Quran Sharif, making Salah, engaging ourselves in Amal and Ibadat in the house of Allah Ta'ala, not spoiling the sanctity of the masjid by worldly things. So this is all what's required of us, how we should be conducting ourselves, how we should be encouraging others as well. So may Allah wa Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that we become very conscious of the importance of the masjid, not just become conscious in our hearts, That consciousness gets translated into action. That every day we observe the sanctity of the masjid by attending it. That's part of it. A person has been summoned to court and he does not attend, then he gets charged for contempt of court. He was summoned to court and there wasn't any valid reason. If he has a valid reason he'll have to go and make out an affidavit and present that valid reason that well this was the problem and I couldn't make it because of this reason and there's a very formal process to go and now bring forward that affidavit to prove that this was a genuine valid reason why I couldn't make it to court. Otherwise he's charged for contempt of court. The masjid is the court of Allah wa ta'ala. And every day, five times a day, on, from the side of Allah wa ta'ala, the muazzin, he summons us to the house of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. Hayya ala salah, hayya ala falah. Come to salah, come to success, and this Salah and the success lies in coming to the house of Allah the success of dunya and the everlasting success of akhirat so now we don't want to get charged for contempt of court so we have to attend the house of Allah the court of Allah person has some valid reason, has some genuine excuse which Sharia recognizes as valid he's obviously excused otherwise the effort is to be in the house of Allah in good time, be making the Sunnah Salah we're spending some time in Ibadat before the Salat time comes. After the Salat, we're trying to spend a few minutes extra. This is the respect of the house of Allah, wa ta'ala. And in this way, we will inshallah gain the rahmat and the mercy of Allah, wa ta'ala. Our dunya will also be protected. And more important than that, our deen will be protected. Allah, wa ta'ala, give us the tawfiq Wa akhiru